know what that sound means. It's another exciting installment of the Van Brawl Seasons Podcast, where we talk local sports, both the Atlanta Pro franchises, like the Braves, Hawks, Falcons, and we also talk the University of Georgia Bulldogs. So strap in, guys. It's another exciting episode about to start right now. What up, podcast land? This is just Jam and Joe with the Van Raw Seasons Podcast. And on today's episode, we're talking some Atlanta Braves baseball, as well as some SEC tournament baseball for the University of Georgia Bulldogs. And as usual on the Van Raw Seasons Podcast, my normal sidekick and ghost, RG3, is finally back, as well as me. RG3, how was your two-week break, it was good. It was good. Um, busy. Uh, it was good. Had a bachelor party. Went out to the lake. Right. Did some max throwing. Um, shot some potato cannons. Very it fun. Was, uh, uh, great time. That's good. I went to the beach last week. It was a lot of fun. Shout out to Allie for having me down uh, at the beach. It was great. We watched uh, a lot of baseball. And uh, just hung out on the beach. It was yeah, great. Got a good tan going on now. Yeah, yeah. Hashtag beach life. Alright, RG3. So so anyway, on to more important subjects like the Braves, including last night's game. Mike Soroka was unbelievable, RG3. He was perfect for five and two thirds innings. He was incredibly economical last night. I and mean, he he had everything working. And I know as we begin our Braves talk, you've got kind of four big questions in terms of the Braves that you would like to get into? Yeah, so, I mean, the Braves have an impressive homestand going 4-2 and two against the Cardinals and the Brewers, respectively. And is there anything we learned about the Braves on this homestand? I think the thing that we learned on this previous homestand with the Braves is that is that they can match up with two of the best teams in the National League, I think. More, more so the Brewers than, uh, than the Cardinals. When, when you think about Milwaukee Brewers baseball, there's one guy you think of, and that's Christian Yelich. Christian Yelich, RG3, is arguably one of the best hitters in Major League Baseball. And I had the opportunity to watch him Saturday night because I was at the game live. So it was really, really cool to watch Yelich play. He only burned the Braves once past weekend. He, he hit a home run on Sunday, I believe. And so Christian Yelich... Just to kind of give our listeners some insight into the kind of year he's having, he's batting 325 with 19 home runs and 41 RBIs. I mean, he he is right up there amongst the MVPs. Uh, but yeah, I think that's the thing that in this homestand is that the Braves compete with two of the better, uh, more talented lineups in Major League Baseball, and both these teams in the National League have really really strong pitching. Like the Braves ran into a buzz saw against Jackie last Tuesday. And Jack Flaherty was carved up. I mean, he did a he did a number on him last Wednesday when Austin Riley made his debut. That was really cool too. And we'll get more into Austin Riley. Uh, the the other thing that's impressive um, about this homestand, it, like I said, the Braves kind of calmed down the likes of Christian Yelich and Lorenzo Cain, two of the better outfielders in the National League. And uh, what that sixth inning on Friday night was a thing of beauty. I mean, I've never seen the Braves offense anything like that before. That that was truly spectacular. And Max Freed had it going on last Friday night. I mean, he was dealing. And he also, he had, was. A, he also had a double, man. And I, I was supposed to go to that game. Really? I was, yes. And um, But due to circum, certain circumstances, 
um, that I had to put priority to um, other events. But gotcha. um, man, if if Holy we were there smokes. at that game, Holy great experience. Smokes. I think that would have made the edges. I, I was at the game the following night uh, when Freeman knock off home run against uh, Josh Hader, mm. who's another elite reliever, probably one of the best in the National League. Um, I did home run. I left early. But it was still cool to uh, to check that out, to, to see the Braves uh, come back and do really well against a team like, uh, like the Brewers. And Josh Austin Riley had a two-run homer, so that was pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah. And uh, also, RG3, sure to tell fans that if they go to our Facebook page, you can see the view that I had uh, my seats last Saturday night. Man, that view was spectacular. Yeah. And, I mean, where was my invite to this game? I, you know, honestly, something kind of came up in my <laughs> mail, and, you know. Uh, I've, I've never, okay. b- believe it or not, I've never sat in that part of the stadium before. So that was really neat to, really neat to sit in the right corner and kind of see all that. Yeah, it looked nice. It was great. It was great. So anyway. Uh, about Austin Riley. Yeah. He's gotten off to a red start. Uh, how impactful can he be Braves going forward? I think RG3, he can be play a major role for this team because think of, in terms of right-handed power the Braves don't necessarily have to just rely on Ronald Acuna so what it does RG3 is it lengthens the Braves lineup you know, I was just saying you don't necessarily have to rely on Donaldson and Ronald Acuna Jr. Uh, to, to supply right-handed power he gives you that already and he he really is going to play a major role for the team not not only uh, where we are in the season getting close to Memorial Day, but I the rest of the season, I think he can really, really help out. I guess you could almost say the fact that Indians got hurt was kind of a blessing in disguise. It gave Austin Riley a chance, and he's really, really worked on his defense. And I know everybody wants to talk about his bat, but I, but I think he's an underrated defensive player. And the other thing he's going to do is he's going to provide depth. He's going to give the Braves flexibility in terms of when Donaldson needs an off day, Austin Riley can play third. His third base is his natural position. He he's his future third baseman. There, there's no doubt about it. But I think his ability to play left field at this early age in his career is really going to prove impactful because you can't take that bat lineup. I mean, the, the Braves' big stick finally in in the six hole, and it's been really really impressive to watch this young guy. Far early on in his major league career. Mm-hmm. And move up to um, the number one. Uh, Ronald Acuna has hit the tenth career leadoff home run. This recent was last night with uh, you know just under four hundred feet. Uh, what makes Ronald Acuna so effective in the leadoff spot for the Braves? I think the thing that makes Acuna so so dynamic and so special in the leadoff spot is he is he can do a lot of things. Not can he hit home runs, but he's also really aggressive. And for some reason, he loves he loves that number one spot. I think it's perfect for him. I think the Braves should have done this. The 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 Acuna is he's not just a power hitter. A lot of things he can hit. He can hit for average. He he can find balls in the gap that he can hit, and he can run. Acuna's got really really good speed, and I don't think people realize how fast he really is. But like if he gets on base, the the Braves can hit and run with him. And Surely you, people realize that by now. Well, you would think, but explain to me why our manager thought it would be a great idea to have Ron Cunha as the cleanup hitter. If he's in that spot, and he's not just a home run hitter. Like, he can do a lot more things than just he can get on base, he can set the table. And that right there is what Ron Cunha Jr. is so 
affect him in so special. Is he's so dynamic that he does so many things well with the bat. And Blaze can use him in a lot of different ways. When he gets on base, he can he can just do so many things. And I think that is why Kenya Jr. should be the Braves lead off hitter for the rest of his career. Eternity. Yeah. Set in stone, I would do it. And Tom Newcomb picked up his first career save last night. In opinion, have the Braves found their next clip? I honestly think they have. I really do. Um, I would... I was Saturday, and Newcomb came in in the eighth and did a really, really good job out of the bullpen. RG3, since he's come back, he's looked like a completely different pitcher. Mm-hmm. He's he's throwing strikes more. He's more aggressive. He is more... He, he doesn't have as much, so to speak. When you're a star RG3, you have to think, and, and a lot's going through your head as well. And, and you're just thinking, okay, what pitch throw here? And you have to think about the whole lineup. Instead of being a reliever, you focus on three batters at max. And this gives new and this gives Nukem a chance to really just kind of just to, to really just kind of just be aggressive and really really use his dynamic left arm and let, and let his curveball do its damage because this curveball is really really dynamic and really really explosive as well as his as well as his fastball. His fastball really 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 explosive too. And the fact that he can just use these two pitches and throw them for strikes effectively out of the bullpen has been really helpful. And I think the Braves have found a legitimate quarterback, in my opinion. I know they really believe Jackson, what he's done from the right side. But if it were me, I would use Sean Newcomb as your closer. He's got closer written all over him. I think, he, And I think he can really be effective in that role. Mm-hmm. I've really, really impressed... Uh, with what the what the Braves did last night, just a couple of notes that I that, that I found uh, in terms of things ready for the show today. Just a couple of notes. So Soroka RG three pitched eight innings. He allowed two, he allowed a run. He had seven shots and Soroka everything working last night. He threw us four pitches and threw eight innings again. Like he's really economical. RG check this out. So in ten games of the first this year, Ronald Acuna Jr. is hitting three forty one. He's 14 for 41 with two doubles and nine RBIs. That's in the leadoff spot. In six games from the cleanup spot this season, this will just tell you the contrast. He's hitting 278 with four doubles, a triple, seven home runs, and 21 RBIs. Hmm. You, you see the contrast. The leadoff spot, he's batting 341. The cleanup spot, batting 278. It's like night and day, RG3. And um, RG3, my last note here, the Braves are eight new in their last 10 games. They, they've started to hit. Um, hit a hot streak and not and not necessarily just the offense. But I think the pitching is getting a lot better. Max Fried has done a really good job. Soroka, I mean, I mean, what can you say about him? I mean, he's really, really, really um, starting to find his niche. Fulton Navich had a really uh, solid start last Sunday. I was really nervous going into the Sunday Brewers game. He pitched pretty well. He pitched six innings. Lost the game, but I feel like Fulton's things out a little bit. It looked to me, um, watching the game last Sunday, I think his starting to come back. Yeah. And his fastball, we know, was really, really explosive. So How quick do you think can uh, get back to to normal? I, I think he's just got to put together two or three, like really solid starts in a row, you know? Six innings, cut down on the walks, have some strikeouts, four or five strikeouts. You, you know, just kind of ease his way back. And kind of the forgotten guy in all this, what's wrong? 
Julio Tehran's been really, really good of late. He had a really good start against the Cardinals on Wednesday when Riley made his debut. Um, his fastball was as high as 91, which for Julio Tehran is a big deal because because before Wednesday's start, his fastball had been topping out at 88 miles an hour. He's really, it really looks like he's starting together too as your number three starter. So it really said the Braves rotation is kind of rounding in the form, which is, uh, which is great to see. And it's a good time for too. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. So as I said earlier, that is going to kind of wrap it up. Braves talk here. Oh, one more quick note on Freddie Freeman. He hit his 200th career home run on Sunday for the Braves. And that's pretty impressive to have 200 home runs in your career. All for one team. I think Freddie Freeman has said it before. He wants to be a Brave for life. And the Braves are going to do everything in their power to make sure that he's a Brave yeah. for life. Mm. So congrats to you, Freddie Freeman. That's awesome. So kind of keeping uh, with the baseball theme here, we're going to flip the college scene. RG3, the SEC baseball tournament is this week, uh, and it started today. Currently, we've got two finals in, and we've got a current. So the finals from today, Texas A&M beat Florida 8-7, and Missouri, and Missouri lost to Ole Miss 2-1. So how that sets up and what is important for Georgia fans is Georgia will play Texas A&M tomorrow morning at 10.30 in the morning, which I like the 10.30 start time. I think it'll be fun uh, to flip on the TV and uh, watch uh, watch some college baseball down at the Hoover Met. They do a good job over there in Hoover. Have you been over to Hoover? I have not, no. I've, I haven't been to that part of Alabama before. And there's, uh, there's also one game currently going on, and it is your alma mater, mm-hmm. Auburn, up 2-1 to one on Tennessee in the bottom of the second inning. Yep, that's right. And, and go. Oh, sorry. Well, I was just going to say, and if Auburn wins or Tennessee wins, whoever wins that game will play the number one seed, Vanderbilt. Georgia is the number three seed. Uh, you know, being the number three seed and playing against Texas A&M, what are your expectations with UGA going into the tournament? I honestly think with Georgia, I, I think Georgia needs to win at least two games in the tournament. I mean, I mean this th- – I mean, honestly, this is the best team Georgia's brought to Hoover since 2008. You said that they need to win at least two games. Well, I would like for them to. Yeah. Uh, how many do you think they... How, how do you think they'll play going into the tournament? I think I'm, I think Georgia's going to come ready to play. I think, I think Georgia wants to prove itself and be like, hey, we're not just like regular season charmed. We we've got a chance to really to really do some damage. And what Georgia wants to do is Georgia wants to host. Georgia wants to Georgia wants to host a regional in two weeks in Athens. Mm-hmm. And I think in order for Georgia to do that, I think Georgia, in my opinion, should should at least win one, maybe two games, just to make sure they're completely safe. I mean, I think they're pretty safe right now. But if they win one or two games in the SEC tournament, I think Georgia is. Clearly a number eight seed. I mean, Georgia's got over 41 wins. They, they've won 21 games in the, in the SEC. I mean, I mean, Georgia's done a really, really good job this season. And it's not just the offense. It's the pitching. This, this Georgia pitching staff is really, really, really impressive. Mm-hmm. So, so I think if Georgia wins at least one or two games in the SEC tournament, I think they'll definitely be able to host a regional in Athens, which will be really, really fun. Oh, yeah. That would be good for them, too. No um, doubt. What are some of your favorite memories from Georgia hosting regionals? All right, Georgia 
Oh, in the past? Okay. My, um, probably my favorite memory was 2008 when Georgia hosted the regional and they played North Carolina State and uh, Gordon Beckham broke the home run record for Georgia. I think he hit 46 home runs, which is a school record. Mm -hmm. Nobody's ever touched that again. He's in, and in that, and in that regional, Gordon Beckham just basically showed everyone that not only was he the best player on the field that day, but he's probably the greatest player in the history of Georgia baseball. And he he really, really put on a show. And interestingly, the starting second baseman for North Carolina State was Russell Wilson, the Seattle Seahawks quarterback. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty cool. Hmm. Uh, Did not know that. Yeah, yeah he, he's a really talented, he was a really talented baseball player, too. And he played second base for North Carolina State, and he was he was good. I mean, I mean, he had a chance to play major league baseball, and he decided to go with football. So, so that's pretty cool too. When I think back on that, on that regional, and uh, I think Georgia um, can hopefully make some uh, make some more memories uh, with this team in 2019. Mm-hmm. The 2018 team had had a good run, where they where they hosted a regional and they did a good, and they got to a super and they played Duke and Duke beat us to move on. So, so that was actually my last Georgia sporting event as a student. Um, I got to, I was out in right field and just kind of enjoying the action. It it was a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. And we, and we know from going in the past, I know you've come with me a few times, like to postseason stuff. When Foley gets rocking, Foley's a lot of fun to be in. It is. There's yeah. no doubt about it. It's small. It's intimate. RG3, you, I guess you could say, kind of has that Wrigley Field vibe to it. <laughs> um, for SEC college baseball, Georgia, because it's in a neighborhood. so it's And I it's really cool. love that the Hawks organist comes down and, and Oh, I love and that, plays. too. I love that, too. And the Braves guy, too. Shout out to uh, Matthew Kaminsky for the Braves and uh, Sir Foster from the Atlanta Hawks. So that's really cool that Georgia does that. And so that's cool. But you were mentioning about um, George's pitching earlier. Um, Absolutely. You know, you could say Tony Lossie is arguably be George's best pitcher right now. What has impressed you most about the junior right-hander? The thing that's really been impressive to me, so RG3, the thing that's been really impressive about Tony Lossie is, so his win-loss record is 9-1. He's got an ERA of 2.63. He ranks sixth nationally in victories and and in fewest hits allowed per nine innings at 4.7. Plus, he has a limited opponent's batting average of of 157. So, what does that tell you about the talented junior righty from Columbus? I think he's arguably Georgia's hottest pitcher. I know I know everyone's gonna say Emerson Hancock is Georgia's best pitcher, and he is really really good. But I think. Currently, as things stand, I think Tony Losey has a chance to be really, really effective for Georgia down the road uh, in the tournament because he has a, such an explosive fastball. He's got good secondary pitches as well. Uh, Tony Losey is also a semifinalist for Pitcher of the Year presented by the College Baseball Foundation. So mm. that's a pretty impressive honor too. And I wouldn't be surprised if Tony Losey gets drafted or gets a decent draft pick and Maybe decides to come back to school, or maybe goes to the pros. I think his future is really bright at the next level, 
Um, and I think he's done a lot of good things for Georgia. He, he had a rough kind of beginning to his college career. He, there, there was a lot of fanfare and pizzazz about him coming out of high school three years ago. But he's really, really developed into a really solid pitcher and a guy that, that uh, Coach Strickland can really rely on in big situations. And I think that's the mark of a really good pitcher is can my coach or my manager look at look my best pitcher in the eye and be and be like, You got me today? I think and I think Tony Losey has definitely got Coach Strickland's back and I think he's gonna I think he's gonna really impress if he gets a chance to pitch in the SEC tournament and however far Georgia makes it in the postseason, whether whether regionals or super regionals or Georgia hosts or whatever, I think it's going to come down to pitching, and Georgia's got really, really good pitching. Mm-hmm. And I think it all starts with Tony Losey. Mm. So RG3, we've got uh, a couple things on deck coming up. You know, as I mentioned earlier, we've got Anderson Kennedy booked for next week. So that's going to be a lot of fun, talking a lot of Atlanta Braves baseball. Also, it's Memorial Day weekend this weekend which for baseball people like me is basically the unofficial start of the season when people can start looking at standings and freaking out or being like, <laughs> like we're going to do this. But like when I look at the National League East, I think the Braves and Phillies, it's going to come down to that. I think the Mets are, I think the Mets are a disaster. I think the Nationals are a disaster. And I think the Marlins are just, well, they're the Marlins. <laughs> so RG3, do you have any big Memorial Day plans? Uh, going camping with the family and uh, cool. Nothing too crazy. Maybe maybe go on a picnic or something. We'll oh, see. Oh, fun, fun. Well, my Memorial Day plans are pretty simple. I'm gonna kick it by the pool, and I've got a wedding to go to on Sunday. Mm, good old wedding. Yeah. You win the wedding? No, no, I'm not. Just friends and friends type deals. So it should be a lot of fun. Um. I'm also going to watch a lot of baseball. The Braves or the Braves will be wrapping up their road trip uh, this weekend when they take on uh, St. Louis Cardinals in St. Louis. Bush Stadium's a really pretty stadium. I know you and me were trying to do that uh, when I graduated from college, but it didn't work out. So whenever I think of Bush Stadium, I think of what ifs. But, you know, <laughs> that's neither here nor there. So... So that's what's going to be going on this weekend. Uh, I'll be keeping tabs also with what Georgia does uh, in the SEC baseball tournament. And we'll find out uh, Georgia's regional fate on Memorial Day Monday. So when we reconvene next week, we will find out where Georgia will be in the postseason, whether Georgia will be on the road or whether Georgia will be hosting. So that'll be exciting too. So for RG3, I'm Jamin Joe. This has been another exciting installment of the Fan for All Seasons podcast. And we'll talk to you guys next week. See ya.